the Koigig part. I mean, Arsenal already looked like they had three extra players. If they don't do anything really stupid or get a lot of injuries, I think they should be winning the league realistically. And subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. The Football Show on Off The Ball With Sky Watch every live Premier League game this season on Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports I'm prepared to end it and I can't well, do it then. country again Do it then What about your start to the game? I was, it wasn't bad, was it? <laughs> Why should there be an honest answer be a mistake? How can a modern day manager not have a mobile phone? Why should he? <laughs> Welcome along, Football Show Very happy to say Kenny Cunningham is still with us Good evening again Evening Joe Great to have you with us. You're at the Viva Stadium last night, as is your usual when you're uh, working for the other crowd. You <laughs> tend to blank me and Nathan Murphy, even though we're only sitting yards that's away. That's in most uh, social situations, Joe. Let's be <laughs> honest, that's, that's not just when we're uh, going to the Viva. Even though we sit beside uh, RTE at every game, every time you turn and look at me and say, oh, you're it's here. Faced. You're here, are you? Yeah. I'm here for every yeah, yeah. It's Jenny, the club you're making, the same, really. It's, you're wearing at the time. <laughs> it, it takes me uh, breath uh, away. Turned into a more interesting game than we thought, <laughs> didn't it? My, oh my. Oh, that was amazing, wasn't it? It just goes to show you football. You know, we say it, don't we, the old cliche. You know, just when you think you've got to walk out and nothing can surprise you, then just kind of blows you away I mean nobody within the state confines of the stadium or watching at home could have envisaged that kind of turnaround second half you know sometimes you get a little bit of a sense of opposition gets a bit of the ball and threatens you a little bit and you think oh you just got to be careful it wasn't even it's none of that was there it's like total control wasn't it you're just thinking go on lads toward fort push on finish strongly and when I say that I don't mean like Cavalier you know throw players forward kind of willy nilly stuff let's not show these any respect they're useless I mean, let's push players forward, and but at the same time, you know, make sure we're set the other end as well. So that's what I was expecting going into the last kind of twenty minutes. I was looking at the players, thinking, "Come on, let's push, let's keep pushing, keep the tempo up, and let's go and hunt a few more goals." So yeah, so a slight surprise. Oh, it was. As you, as, as you said, it wasn't even like, "Oh, we've handed them the initiative for two minutes in the build of the goal." It was. Just yeah, from out nowhere, nowhere, wasn't it? Out of nowhere. Stephen Kenny afterwards, I went to his press conference and. Generally, he said the performance was exceptional and he said it was just five minutes of madness. And he mentioned he didn't like the shape of the back three for the first breakaway goal. And he said, we'll learn from these things. But on the whole, just one of those strange things that happens in football. But in the main, happy with the performance. A lot of good things in the performance. Five minutes of madness. And on the face of it, I see where he's coming from. I mean, there is an argument. That's what it was. Or is it more serious? You need to that? break that down. That was a long statement you made there. Um, I thought it was some good a- aspects uh, of the performance. No, I wouldn't, wouldn't go along with it. it, it exceptional, uh, to be honest with you. I thought, no, I'd have to say that. I thought the first half perform. I was actually a bit disappointed in the first half uh, performance because we we dominated the ball. But there is a caveat there in terms of our like ball possession, in terms of how we dominate. It's the fact is, Armenia just dropped off and let us have half the ball. I think that's different, Joe. Big difference between coming at you, pressing you all over the pitch, you know, and you're keeping the ball off and working clever little angles and one-two touch pass, and that's I mean, that's really impressive. But when a team drops off into a deep uh, defensive block and basically hands you the ball, you know, I don't think you can go trumping the fact where we've you know we're dominating the ball here, particularly when you're a little bit conservative. In your past, and that's the problem that I had. I thought we got some reasonable areas, the areas where you want to get 10, 15 yards into their half the pitch for a lot of that first half. But the next pass for me just wasn't good enough, wasn't positive, it wasn't a forward pass. It seemed uh, more often than not, the one player who was trying to make a telling pass in that final third was Jeff Hendrick, and they didn't come off for him. No, it wasn't that for me, it was more of a a collective thing. So I'd be a big fan of playing uh, two up the pitch, and we're playing three, kind of five, two at the moment. So for me, it that's fine, you know, for you know, four four two, whatever it is. I've always been a huge fan since I've played, and even since I've stopped playing, I've having two players up the pitch for different reasons, just in terms of in possession and out possession, actually getting a press on early. But in possession, I like it because when in our system that we're playing at the moment, when our three midfielders get the ball, where wing backs get the ball in reasonably advanced areas, which they got a lot of the balls, particularly first half. Even our wide defensive players, Nathan Collins getting himself forward and Derek Shane occasion. When you look up the pitch and look to hit the front man, you got two targets. 
you got two targets up the pitch operating generally speaking about 15 yards apart from each other and that's reasonably unusual in the modern game when you look up you're usually looking at lone central striker and generally speaking that's not easy to, that player's not easy to find decent defensive screen in front of him kind of you know compact defensive block not easy to thread balls or punch balls into the feet of a lone central striker but we've got two of them so so the number so for me when we get the ball and get turned and we're looking at the opposition goal in the opposition half the pitch it's only got to be one thing on our mind whether it's a wing back whether it's one of our central midfield three or defenders can I find the feet the front man and too often last night we passed up the opportunity to punch that ball into the centre forward's feet because when you do it those two centre forwards at a gateway if they can receive the ball into feet give or take 25-30 yards from the opposition goal and make that ball stick well then a whole huge opportunities open up for the team then you've got your, your midfield three joining in Toward uh, man runs going beyond that player in possession. He can he can feed uh, the wing backs in in a wide area across in the box. You can get a bit of link up play between the front two. You know, little ball around the corner, a little bit of link up play, maybe shot on target. So everything all opens like a Pandora's box. But you've got to get that ball into the centre forward's feet, and we didn't do it enough. We didn't do it enough. It was almost a default position where we came out, we played a side sideways pass back to the centre midfielder. Another sideways pass, um, delivered it out to the wing back on the other side of the pitch, and basically ended up in a similar position on the other side of the pitch where we were kind of 10, 15 seconds previously. Yes, we completed five, six passes in the meantime. We've kept the ball away from the opposition. We haven't pierced but their no, bubble. Oh, excuse me, Joe. Apologise for that. Oh, that was off. Just uh, excuse Kenny Cunningham. It's his first yeah, time yeah, in a call. radio studio. So. Nobody phones me. Who phoned you? Private number. <laughs> Private number. Private number. Who could never, it be? Joe, I never answer them. Who could it be? I never answer them. Let me switch the uh, volume totally down. But um, we. So your point is, we stayed very much outside their bubble. We'd go from one side to the other. It was um, conservative. I did. By the, in fairness, I stand by the point. Hendrick tried a few forward little passes here and there. It didn't come off for him. Malumbi in particular was very safe. Yeah, there was a little bit of that. Don't get me wrong. There was some good. Jeff was punching in terms of those little inside right channels, and likewise Jason uh, Knight, which I liked. Our wing backs were getting the ball wide, stretching uh, their back five a little bit. Little pockets of space were opened up that inside those inside channels, yeah. and it was kind of Jeff and Jeff Knight who were breaking in there. I actually thought they were breaking in there too often. For me, I'd actually been I'd been encouraging them to hold their runs and actually leave that space there so our wings back could actually fire balls into the feet of the, of the four centre forward then they could go join well, in Well that's a good point because I was, I was going to say to you because I, I totally had the same thought watching the games yourself but it did strike me in fairness to some of our midfielders at times they would get the ball they would look up it was quite congested in front of Parrot and Obafemi and so you're yeah. saying maybe we congested Yeah so I think sometimes well. Jason and I and uh, Jeff Hendricks last when our wing backs got the ball in wide areas stay behind the ball and leave that pocket of space in front for Michael Obafemi or Troy Parrot to drift across the pitch pin an opposition centre half and say to Matt Doherty um, or Robbie Brady yeah forward into me now yeah. forward into me I'm pinning me centre half let me have it into me feet now Jeff come on and play with me come, come run past me I'll flick this one around the corner yeah. now you're in don't crowd the space early yeah don't crowd the space early and it's give or take don't sure. get me wrong occasionally that one but, but it just mixed it up but I didn't see enough of that and okay, I saw Troy Parr a little bit frustrated not getting the ball into his feet I think to be honest with you Michael Obafemi in particular was a little bit slow getting across and offering himself up I saw Robbie Brady a couple of times look to play the ball around the corner there wasn't a centre forward there yeah. and he threw his hands up and played a backwards pass he was a little bit frustrated so that surprises me that there wasn't like clear pictures there clear information for the players to say once we get to once we get to a certain area it's let's hit our centre forward yeah. let's hit our centre forward that's where we want we want to be central area 30 yards from the goal and let's go and join in things really open up and present themselves to us from there so that was a frustration point for me at half time yeah it was decent enough we control but all the possession we had Joe we got the goal set piece oh, I can't remember a clear quick chance so in, sure in down. general play it remind you so the, look I guess the opening 20 minutes are okay there was on 10 minutes Jason Knight put in that good cross for yeah, Femi Michael, like just over his head wasn't it yeah, yeah. There was one where 13 minutes ball goes into part in the area and there's like a slight opening but not really and it goes out for a corner. There's the Darrow Shea header across goal and Egan gets his head to it. 16 minutes just before the goal Matt already does brilliantly down the right hand yeah, side. Shops it back inside yeah. yeah. And that leads to the corner that's the goal. So on 20 minutes there's enough happening but I jotted down on my notes from about 22 minutes to 35 minutes I just wrote down meh and it was very meh. 
there was no chance created. It was just as you said, everything outside of Armenia. Yeah, so that's yeah, so that's yeah, so that could, that's frustrating for me because there's no reason for that. And people say like oh, kind of uh, risk in the terms of your risk taking. Now risk taking, there's one thing taking a risk five yards outside your penalty box, playing a ball into your centre, holding midfielder with pressure in behind. But there's a whole whole uh, world of difference between risk in terms of your passing when you're punching a ball into the feet your centre forward is 10 yards outside the opposition penalty box and we've got the majority of your team in good defensive positions in behind the ball that's low risk Joe that's as low risk as you're going to get no way should any team be breaking out uh, from that position you know and, and counter attacking and putting the ball into 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 your net so that for me there's low risk attached to those passes and I just feel we, we suffer because if we're talking about being a creative team a team which creates chances and score, uh, scores goals etc well how, how are we going to do that we've got to get into the final toward more often and get more sustained pressure yeah. on the opposition team we've got to force them back into their penalty did, did, box I did want to ask you and I did wonder especially once they got the early goal was there a degree of God this is nice just having the ball and we're all getting touches and I'll send it over to you and you send it back and almost you forget that you need to keep on being creative like there was a not degree sure. of yeah, we're, no, we're, no. En- we're enjoying being a possession based team believe, at home here yeah, I'm not too sure I'm not too sure I can't believe that the Dory Shalas this is our meaning we're playing last night I can't believe the mentality was we're a goal up let's just sit on that we're happy not to sit the, on it just every, everyone's enjoying getting their touches and moving the ball around because they were moving I'd the hope ball not. I'd hope speed. not I'd hope not Joe I would have thought there's enough uh, intelligence on the pitch enough experience on the pitch to know Look, we're one nil up. But let, 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 let's keep put. Let's keep put. You can't be enjoying that uh, last night. You know we've got some tidy fo- uh, footballers on the pitch. I'm sure Troy Parrott wasn't enjoying the fact that every time our wing bass got the ball, and he presented himself. Yeah, yeah give it into me feet. Yeah. I think I can give something here. The ball got played back to Jason Malumbi, the uh, centre mid. He he couldn't have been enjoying that. You know, even our kind of even our kind of um, back three to a centre. Now Nathan Connor's done great. I thought. And that kind of wide three for, uh, position, that was interesting because he played so well over in Ukraine, like century to the three, then he got that kind of spectacular goal. But it was interesting walk, watching him play right for three because in that position, you can actually get forward a bit more. Stephen Kenny me. Um, made that point in the press conference that you can be like an overlapping centre half more, than, you know, if you've Egan centre. Either in, side, yeah, yeah, a little bit more responsibility. they got to show a little bit more of this. But I think actually uh, John Egan enjoys that a little bit more. So I, I, I like the balance of that kind of back three. John actually in the middle mm. and Nathan uh, on the right hand side. And, and that's for me one of the um, positives the la- not uh, so much last night I thought to, to a degree but the last few games just in terms of that balance we've had and that, that, that back three it looks really good uh, to me Andrew Omo Bamadiele has to come back in he's going to push uh, strong as well and we're not even mentioned the likes of kind of uh, Shane Duffy even Seamus Coleman who at one stage was playing right at that, that three so that's that's testament to the performances those lads have put in. And we look really, I think we look kind of solid there. We look kind of mobile, quite sharp over the ground. The three lads are very comfortable in possession of the ball in terms of travelling forward. We saw shot. that with Nathan Collins. Darrow Shea to a point, not naturally left-sided, you could argue maybe, but he's still prepared to drive in there and, and punch a pass forward. John Egan, very comfortable on the ball as well. I think that's a big thing as, uh, as well. I think that'd be one reason why Shane might find it hard to get back into the team. Yeah. Because we know the huge qualities that uh, Shane has, but in terms of his ball playing ability, he probably wouldn't be as strong as Sue. Mm. And that's where the other players have the edge on him. So I, I'm really pleased with that in terms of how that's evolved, the kind of uh, the back three. I think what we saw last night in Josh Cullen's absence in central midfield, in terms of how, um, how we did miss him, but what we've had previously in terms of the, in the midfield three, we've had real kind of physicality, we've had legs high energy in their dynamism and I'm talking about Josh Cullen, Jason Malumbi and Jason Knight that three in the previous games and it's really helped us in there I think this system that we play they don't get too much help from the flanks those three so they really get pushed and dragged across the pitch and you need legs you know you need to be fit to do you need to be able to drive 20 30 yards particularly the two wide lads Jason Knight and Jason Malumbi they've got to drive out and confront opposition full backs wing backs double up with their wing backs at times get back in on the inside as well you know drive out themselves and they do that really bad because they have legs they have physicality uh, they're so fit Jason Knight in particular amazing he got taken off last night but I didn't see any drop off in his physio his, his, his levels yeah, his fitness levels ha- and that's fantastic and that's good so I think do you, but by the way do you prefer that system where it's Malumbi and Knight going out to engage with their full backs as opposed to the likes of either Brady or McLean and Doherty pushing on well it's it's not it's not one or the other I think 
at various stages, depending on the situation in the game. Sometimes the easy thing is to keep your back five intact, keep your two wing backs in contact with your three central defenders, and that's ideally where every defender wants to be. That's where you're most comfortable. Very little distance between the the back five defenders. The problem was with that is you open up space for the opposition fullbacks or wing backs to travel yeah. with the ball unopposed. And what happens then is you're right, Jason Malumbia or Jason I on whichever side of the pitch it is has to drive out and confront them. But that takes a bit of time, two three seconds. By which stage the opposition wing back fullback has travelled 10, 20 yards with his head up and is in a position to make a pass. Not, you know, that, that's fine. You just have to give up a little bit of ground. Yeah. The, um, Every system has a weakness. Yeah, but the bolder, the bolder thing to do, of course, is to keep your midfield three intact and yeah. actually send your wing-backs yeah. up the pitch. And by doing that, where you're, where you're saying you're putting a bit more onus now in your back three, you're asking um, Nathan Connors now to slide across into an orthodox right-back position yeah. and everybody else has got to slide across. They, that back three feel like they have the... F- the speed and the nous now yeah. to maybe do so that's that. That's a good you know, thing. Yeah, this is what I'm talking it. about. It's not as if we're looking at back three slow coaches back there where we're saying to our wing backs, we you can't jump out. You've got to stay. We've got to protect this back three. Any, any centre halves you know might have been screaming. At the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. stay home. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We've all we've all experienced it without uh, without a doubt. But th- th- thankfully, we haven't got that problem. That's no. a good thing. So I'd like to see us do that a little bit more. Just push our two wing backs a bit higher up the pitch, especially against Armenia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's not just our mid, that's any team. And you'll see other teams, a lot the three five two is you know, we're not alone in terms of playing that system. A lot of international teams are. And you'll see it very often. A, a lot of the managers are very kind of bold in terms of throwing their full uh, wing backs yeah. high up the pitch and even if it's like twenty, thirty yards in advance yeah, those kind of back three because they have confidence in those back three to be able to yes. deal in one situation. Against Scotland they didn't budge, but maybe that's fair enough away at Hampden Park that you stay at home. Uh, well, yeah, I suppose this is the situation. If you're like, if you're if you're two 0 up and you're not going to chase in the game, you know, what, you know, why take that maybe small risk in terms of sending your wing backs, uh, your uh, your wing backs high up the pitch, you know. But if certainly if you're a goal down and you're and you're chasing the game, yeah, you have to you, you have to do it. Like you know what it's I mean? Flexible. But yeah, yeah. So that that's the beauty of the system to 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 a certain extent. And, and by sending your wing backs up, you're not putting you're keeping yourself nice and compact then in the middle of the pitch. Those three central midfield players, there shouldn't be any easy ball onto the inside because yeah. you've got your numbers in there as well. So that's been kind of so that's interesting that that evolve and what will help us in that is that back three unit. Like I've said, you know they look confident, they look uh, quick over the ground, uh, good defenders in there as well. Ball distribution is very good. So that's been one of the pluses since the summer for me. The evolution of that kind of uh, back three and that midfield three, I like it. So last night we we lost Josh. We brought Jeff in. We know Jeff's ball playing ability, but he doesn't bring that kind of physicality and dynamism. That kind of defensive. Defensive smarts, whatever you kind of want to call it, that Josh Cullen has. Jason Malumbi went in there. I thought he'd done okay, but not quite as disciplined maybe as Josh Cullen, that kind of central midfield role. And obviously, Jeff kind of leans to the right-hand side, and it's going to be a big ask for him in terms of all of that running that we're talking about. To to fast-forward to their first goal for a moment, so fingers are being pointed at Hendrick and the way Armenia and their goalkeeper kind of beat the press so easily with that ball rolled out. But I suppose the other gaping hole is in the centre circle. Would Josh Cullen have been sitting there, do you think, if he was playing? That You know, Hendrick, that's going to happen. A keeper rolls it out by Hendrick. Horan's out there because he's swung in the cross. You're... You want Josh Cullen there. Yeah, so this is interesting for me. So, I, yeah, it's an, I wouldn't be overly critical of Jeff in that position. We don't, it was a, bo- a cross came into the box. We'd commit players into the box. Alan Brown was a little bit advanced, as you would expect. That's where you want to throw him into the box. Conor Horan actually put the cross into the box. So now Jeff being the whole midfielder, you could say he's a little bit isolated in that central area of the pitch. Keepers thrown it out quick. But if you notice, he kind of have a decision to make. He's kind of in between two of the Armenian players. And in that situation, you've got to think quick. And this is what I'm talking about. Players with kind of natural defensive uh, mindset, generally speaking, will make the right decision. The right decision is you stick with the deepest uh, opposition player. You know, he, he's more of a threat. Yeah. Even that means giving up the ball to their it. deeper. Yeah. Let him have the ball and buy a bit of time, buy a bit of time for everybody else, for Conor Horan to get back in, Alan Brown and everybody to get it. You yeah. might have to give up maybe 15, 20, 25 yards in the pitch before you go and re-engage him, but that's what you do. Just looked a, a, a little bit. Jeff didn't like, you know, he wasn't even totally switched off. He just got himself caught in between, allowed that ball to be played beyond them. And once that ball is played, now it's kind of almost a domino effect. Now Nathan Collins has to make a decision. Do I spring out and go and engage him or do I drop off and buy time? I think you drop off and buy time if you think one of your recovering defenders is going to get back in contact with that player in possession quickly. I don't think that was going to happen. Jeff was wrong side. Connor 
was wrong so I don't think they were going to get yeah. back Harrahan was trying but he probably wasn't getting exactly yeah. so what do you do you st- you, I've been there a million times myself you, the easy option is to stay retreat retreat and in four or five seconds you're on the edge of your box and then you're thinking I've got to fly out now and, and get a block Nathan made the decision going to step out and engage him earlier make him make a pass which is what he did he made the pass out to the winger who was in a kind of 1v1 situation uh, with Dara O'Shea so now you're thinking now you're looking at Dara thinking just slow him up can you slow him up is he right foot or left foot can you assess him quickly do you want to show him the line are you going to allow him on the inside are you, are you showing him into traffic on the inside all of these things have to commute these things very quickly in your head now the lad done well shifted onto his left foot and got the shot off and we, we know what happened but for me if you're asking me I wouldn't be any of those players I wouldn't, I wouldn't hang any of the Irish players uh, on the goal all I'd say in that in that moment when their, their keeper got the ball and looked up the pitch Jeff having been left isolated and they had a decision to make and for me if you have that natural defensive um, mindset generally speaking you get those decisions yeah. right in terms of where you position yourself Weird atmosphere in the stadium then and they score so quickly again and, and Heron makes his mistake and these things sort of happen. A slightly bigger picture question, that kind of vulnerability, five minutes of madness as Stephen Kenny calls it. Others, yeah, I'll play Damien Delaney a few moments time, but like this sense of a, a frailty in this team and like when are the learnings going to stop? To concede so quickly and in the manner they did that is just the worry that we take into next March yeah I don't think you can like th- uh, broaden that out into all of you know this uh, this uh, a collective kind of weakness it was an individual error sure. from kind of s- as simple as that we've all we- we've all made him and he's one of our most uh, experienced. E- experienced players like so you know he, he would have held his hand up and that's it we've got to accept it don't think you can broaden that out into oh this is a real collective ill like a mindset yeah. you, you know this, this is you know it's, 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 so you tr- can't, it's you can't throughout conf- the team you can't conflate Luxembourg's loss the Yerevan loss with that heroin mistake—that's too much. No, I, I, yeah, I think I think that's I think that's too easy. I think you have to analyse each each particular game and each particular uh, uh, situation. But then what merits. we have is and that was that was simple for yeah, me. What we have is a manager. Then if you take Saturday in Hamden and you think of Matt Doherty or you think of the Brown penalty and you think of heroin last night, you have a manager and who knows why these things happen in football? You're getting certain momentum's a funny thing, but being let down a touch by these individual mistakes that you'd look at in isolation and say, well, that's probably not going to happen again. You yeah. know, you'll do better next time, and it's just unfortunate there. Yeah, so I don't worry about together. that. The kind of mistake I don't even worry about the Jeff because because what I'm saying probably now Jeff's been a wonderful servant to us, and so has Connor. But we know the qualities we used to have in terms of their ball playing ability, technical abilities. So for me, when I look at this system going forward yeah. and potentially next March and see is this system going to be three five to be successful for us, and can we get better at it? I think we can. There's more scope and improvement to come, but I think we got it. We have to get the right players in the right areas of the pitch, and for me that midfield. Uh, three at the moment there's no room for Connor or Jeff Hendrick it has to be a trio of Malumbi Cullen Knight I'd throw maybe um, I'd throw Alan Brown into the equation as well in there I think it would have been very interesting if the 21s hadn't had a game uh, the other night and Josh Cullen coming out uh, because for me Connor Coventry would have been the obvious replacement in there I've seen him play quite a bit for the under 21s very similar ilk to Josh Cullen very disciplined and that kind of hold the midfield position reads the game very well positions himself uh, uh, very well gets on the ball keeps it simple just keeps it ticking over so he's a player potentially who could who could step into that little trio of players but almost for, to play in there for me in this system which we have at the moment you have, you've you got to be have certain attributes it's got to be like speed uh, you know en- uh, energy levels physicality that type of thing because it's not just our possession those things help for me it's in possession not not so much in terms of dictating the game but in terms of how effective we can be as a counter-attacking team and that's going to be massive we saw a bit of that in the game against Scotland because yeah. so, so for me we've got to accept the fact and that was a big lot of talk uh, possession ball possession percentage how much possession that we have I don't worry about that doesn't interest me I think we can be a very good and effective counter-attacking team I think we can qualify for the next European Championship being the team which has 35-40% possession of the football that's enough for me for us to be competitive and actually qualify as one of the top two teams because I think we can be very effective counter-attacking them because of that kind of pace and dynamism which you have in centre midfield the likes of Malumbi and Jason I breaking out yeah. and getting forward and also which you haven't spoken about too much in terms of the, the attributes of that front two pairing can we get enough pace up there as well which we saw in Scotland the breakout from Obafemi that second half of the game was in the balance. Sure. Yes, they were dominating. Yes, we were getting penned in. But 
at the same time, even in Scotland, I was looking at thinking, yeah, we're getting pushed back here, we're getting pushed back. There's a bit of concern, but at the same time, I was thinking, you know what? If we do this right, we can pick yeah. these off. And we nearly did. We nearly did. Um, so Obafemi's done his thing and you have to say well that's very encouraging I was frustrated by Parrot last night yeah that, but that, maybe maybe so but I've been impressed from the previous couple of games his touch though was really yeah I'd say the same though about Obafemi last night his touch let him down a little bit as well I think that's an area of the game he has to improve upon as well yeah I guess but, a, a goal almost kind of salvaged yeah, that but so. you're right but they were just too li- like who knows maybe some of the players at times thinking well I can fizz it into them I'm not, I, don't, I don't trust them tonight to almost get hold of it the way they no, should at times because no, I didn't get their, it. their touches were off yeah, no, no, I agree with you, but that hasn't been. Uh, Troy, the last couple of games, I've been uh, impressed with him going back to the summer. The Scotland game, wasn't it? That was the change, wasn't it, Joe? For me, the yeah. Scotland game when. Uh, June. Yes, yeah. yes, Stephen dropped in that extra player in midfield yeah. into that narrow midfield three and got the front two up front. And the attributes of those three players in midfield, that's for me when it changed, we hit upon something. That's when I looked at it and thought, yeah, there's a potential, like, there's a chink of light here, there's a way forward for so us here. Do you think he's sharper usually than he was last night, maybe on the ball? Yeah, I thought generally his overall game was very polished. I think it lends into what he's been saying. Listen to him probably similar to yourself in terms of going to MK Downs last year and really committing himself, kind of refocusing himself. He's gone up to press and getting game time up there. Hasn't scored a huge amount of goals, but look, I like what I'm hearing from him in terms of like real focus. Got to push myself. I want to, yeah, I want to become better and you know totally immerse myself. You know, he's he's kind of rediscovered himself a little bit that type of thing. And I think that's been reflected a little bit of performance. I like what I'm seeing with uh, Troy. It would have been great for me to got that goal in Scotland. Amazing that one goal. I think would have almost taken him to another level, like taking maybe a little bit of pressure off his shoulders. But it's not too much pressure there. Still a young player. He's still developing. But I like what I've seen. Yeah, a little bit of a drop off last night I think you're right Obafemi yeah great goal but for me you could make the same argument with him. Could, I, yeah. I was disappointed I was uh, amazed really uh, Ogbeni never got off the bench and got some serious yeah we checked in the press min- conference afterwards someone asked by the way was he fit yeah I mean and he th- was this lad is really impressed so that's what I'm saying I think we're still searching maybe for that combination up front but I think it's that's quite exciting as well that kind of pace that we have up from front uh, Troy's not like uh, you know he's not a hair over the no. ground but he's, he can run in behind he can stretch teams to, to a point Obafemi we know the pace yeah, Ogbeni's the same, isn't he? Adam Eder's going to come back into the equation as well. Callum Robinson's a little bit different, more of really number 10 who wants to come off the front and operate in the pox, but he's still an, an, an option in there as well. So again, that's encouraging for me, but it, it, it blends into the... Uh, into the argument of how we see ourselves. I don't, I'm not looking at those players like I'm talking about that midfield three in front two and thinking, yeah, this is a team that's going to dominate the, uh, the ball. This is a team that's going to take the ball off the opposition and absolutely, they won't be able to get it back off us. I'm looking at this team thinking, this is a team which should be difficult to break down, uh, give up very uh, few chances, but offer a real threat on transitions kind of yeah. and on counter-attack and really hard teams and that's a huge part. set piece as well throwing set piece as well Robbie Brady's delivery last night into the box as well throw down as well a couple of goals there for me that, that's the ingredients of a team which can really compete and qualify from a, a qualifying group uh, uh, next year okay. I'm not I'm not searching for the holy grail of like Samba total, football yeah, yeah. S- Samba football I don't think we the player, I'm looking at the players that we have available to us and, and I'm thinking well let's let's play to the strength of the players that that we've got and if we can do that mm. and if you can rinse every little ounce out of those players uh, that that's good enough for me that'll get us where we where we want to go okay. take a short break football and off the ball brought to you by Sky all the football you love in one place across Sky Sports BT Sport and Premier Sports back with Kenny Cunningham just one second Football on Off The Ball With Sky It's the Manchester Derby Watch City versus United on Super Sunday Live only on Sky Sports Football on Off The Ball With Sky It's the Manchester Derby Watch City versus United on Super Sunday Live only on Sky Sports you're welcome back Kenny Cunningham with us we're uh, reflecting on last night's 3-2 win against Armenia got to say by the way I'm, I'm quite glad this international window is over they're intense <laughs> I don't want to talk about Ireland again for a little while so uh, we're in this interesting uh, cycle at the moment where I would say maybe more of the critical pundits are on uh, version just whatever reason uh, I was there on Saturday with Damon Delaney and Paul McShane and Damon Delaney definitely uh, wants results and wants to see you know, enough talk about progress now. Let's let's start winning games. And Brian Kerr has been critical at times. 
as well. And uh, so yeah. we've had the games and then I suppose in time we start seeing what the lads and Virgin are saying about the game afterwards as well. So just to give you a sense of what Damien Delaney was saying last night about the win, we'll have a listen. This was Damien and he was on with uh, Tommy Martin. Have a listen. Look, does this, does this raise questions about, about the manager again? Are we back to that? sort of stuff after that performance tonight or was that just a, a, a bizarre night and a, and a weird last 20 minutes where, where just strange things happened in no, the strange, strange things don't happen this is a team that have three wins in 20 competitive games right they're in the box seat and discipline concentration went out the window I mean like Stephen Kenny doesn't hold a patent on an Irish team playing football. There seems to be a theory out there that if we get rid of Stephen Kenny, we're going to go and get a Sam Allardyce and just realise, oh, we've had a go at this, but we can't go any further. There are other managers that come in and get Ireland playing football. Nothing is to be celebrated tonight after that. I mean, that is the biggest get-out-of-jail-free card that we've ever got. I presume Stephen Kenny's got as a manager. That was shambolic, how we gave up a position of superiority like that with the ease which we, got up, with the ease which we gave it up. I'm flabbergasted, really, that that was even a discussion, you know? I mean, we're talking about progress and, and, and we're playing better football. We said it's about getting results. And yes, he got a result tonight, but by the skin of his teeth against a team ranked 92nd 92, in the world. Yeah. 92, in the world. Um, since they beat us in Yerevan, they lost all the games, conceded 14 and scored one. And tonight, by the way, when it went to 2-2, they had a couple of half chances and they were in the ascendancy. Um, and then we get a penalty and, and then they completely turn the tide of the game. Seriously worrying times. James Delaney there. I have to say I'm not unsympathetic, unsympathetic to that view either. Like he makes points that are fair, you know. Shouldn't we expect be expecting a bit more against that Armenian side who, like they were so limited. Oh yeah, no, I don't agree with that. I've said that already, wasn't it? Myself I was a bit disappointed in the, in the, True. In the first half. You, just, you weren't angry enough for me. Oh, was that? <laughs> not cutting enough, was it? Yeah. It, I thought it was a little bit better second half. It was nice moments, periods. I liked uh, some good link-up play between Robbie Brady and Jason Knight down that left-hand side of the pitch. That was good to see. You know, some players just naturally kind of a little connection there yeah. uh, straight away. Saw a little bit of that. I thought Robbie grew into the game. But when uh, we're making such hard work of this unbelievably average side, and yeah. they were, and I'm not dis- don't be disrespectful to them, but being yeah, but, at the game, you that's can agreed, really like, That's agreed. That's yeah, agreed. So, you can't just keep banging that. We, but then you have to look at it and dissect and see... I'd be worried if I was looking at that performance last night saying uh, and thinking that's the best we can do. Th- then I'd be worried. Then I'd be tearing my hair out. But I'm not. I'm in some respects. I'm looking at performance thinking there's actually a lot more to come. Yeah, that wasn't great last night. But and and and, and it doesn't need like a re- revolution. Like you're not asking players to do something things that they're they not capable do. of. Yeah. I'm asking players like to open up and, and punch a 15 yard pass into the centre forwards feet as opposed to a sideways or a backwards pass. You know, players are more than capable. Uh, of doing that so that so that encourages me a little bit of course the longer it goes and you don't see you get a little bit more fra- uh, uh, frustrated uh, to an extent but it's still there for me there's still improvement uh, to come uh, from the team it has to come pretty quick don't get me wrong we have yeah. a qualifiers sorry, next March to drop, that's Damien's point I asked him on the Saturday after the Scotland game I said are you now confident of how we'll pitch up in March do you think we'll qualify for the European Championships based on what you've seen from the team thus far he said no no Oh, well, I don't think you can say you can be confident. We're going to be towards seed going into the group. We're going to have two uh, seeded teams above us. So I don't think you can, without even the, before the draw has been made, say we're, I'm confident we can qualify. Competitive, really, I think is probably more appropriate. Can we be yeah. competitive? And I think we can. I've given me reasons why in terms of potentially the personnel that I see on the pitch. But with the back three, that gives me confidence. That kind of midfield three in terms of the attributes we need in those three uh, central yeah. midfield and players. Is, and I think we com- have them. It's competitive about fair enough is that what we should yeah, be well, expecting yeah well I think so yeah but otherwise that's always been the case otherwise, isn't it well, well, no, I never remember being in an Ireland team and going into a qualifying campaign thinking we have to qualify we're, ex- we're, we're expected we were obviously all, we were always in that second uh, tour yeah. tier in there not expected but expecting to be competitive and to be in and around it yeah. which we kind of generally were so I think that's what we're that's where we need to get to be in a situation going into the last two games in the qualifying group for the next European Champions knowing we've got to we, you know, we've got a chance, we've got a fighting chance yeah. to, to get to get through. That's where we want. We haven't quite been there, have we, under Stephen so far? No, but that's where we want to be next we've, time we've around. We've been out of it before it starts. Yeah, so. but that's where we want to be next time around. So I'm looking at the team to go. I'll be a little, the area of the pitch. I'll be a little bit concerned actually in terms of the wing backs, and that that's probably a little bit worrying because this system that we're playing in terms of back three uh, wing backs goes without saying. Yeah. Your wing backs are absolutely pivotal. Uh, uh, pivotal. Pivotal in terms of how, so how they play. Exactly. Pretty important. <laughs> They're very Pretty important. important, even. Essential. Yeah. So 
yeah, so when we, we first kind of um, dropped into this kind of system, it was going to, oh, uh, uh, Seamus and Matt on the right, we've got great options there, two top class. Now all of a sudden, a little bit down the road, we're looking at Seamus thinking, can't really ask him to yeah. play that role now. He's made got to play a uh, right of a three. Matt's in a situation I'm a big fan of, unfortunately, just not getting any first-team football. Which I actually think he's very uh, unfortunate, but that's obviously a conversation for another day. And then flip it over to the other side, uh, the left wing-back position, James has done great for us. Absolute warrior. Unbelievable. Can yeah. never criticise him. Yeah. But I think he's coming to a stage now, James, a bit too much of an ass for him in that area of the pitch. We've thrown in Robbie last night. There was a little bit of optimism there in terms of how he played. But obviously, you'd have to factor in the calibre opposition. Wasn't tested too much defensively, but showed his quality in the opposition half of the pitch. So I think if we if we can get that right, I think an option there, Joe, I just spoke about Ogbeni high up the pitch. We didn't see him. Wouldn't mind have seen him in the right wing back position for half an hour second half because this is a position that you want for the players uh, at club football for Rodham has played there yeah. and boy you can't say he hasn't got the legs to get up and up and down the pitch I'd love to have a look at him there might be an option to throw him there and flip Matt over into a, a left back position that wing back position that could be the answer going forward so these are the interesting these are the things we have to get uh, get right. You, you have to get right. We can get these right by next March. Those wing back positions, get it, get it, settle on a, a, a pair and uh, up front that give us the qualities that we want. Who can actually retain possession? Yeah. You know, we can pop those balls in the, but also who can really stretch teams in behind her teams on the counter attack. Then I'm looking at a team coming forward that yeah can actually be competitive and can, and can scare a couple of teams, particularly the two seeded teams uh, next year. Something which came up after the Scotland game, Gary Breen certainly made the point in the Irish Independent and, and others have made it too is without rehashing his entire article but he was basically saying that the midfield three we needed more energy in there in the second half as Scotland wrestled control of that game uh, to get out to those full backs as we've talked about and just you know the, the pattern was going Scotland's way and changes made were, were too late um, Stephen Kenny's in-game management for you because we you know we're mentioning Ogbeni didn't get a look in Hogan comes on there do you tend to look at his substitutions not just last night yeah. but, but in general do you tend to look at his substitutions in a 90 minutes and think yeah I like how he's managing from the line yeah but, but for me that's a little bit further down the road for me that that's that's not that, that doesn't concern me at the moment for me it's more or less the kind of fundamentals that that we've been talking about you've got to get that right first sure. and then almost that's the, the next conversation I think for me it's like I'm not overly interested in terms of like individual substitutes or every time of the game when when the basic kind of the fundamentals the kind of team structure for me is the most important thing we're still kind of searching a little bit in terms of that. we've got to get that right we're, first we're, we're two years in I'm just asking you if you think Stephen Kenny manages a game well in oh Jesus well, so what you, you're going you're gonna to list all the substitutions he's made in the last uh, two years now every single game no, we don't need to just uh, your, your general sense yeah I, I, I can't I couldn't be I couldn't be overly critical I mean, last night he's brought Jason Lumby off for obvious reasons and he's on the yellow should have been sent off yeah, obviously he's Jason yeah. he's got lucky so no problem with that did he do the right thing taking him off yeah absolutely but by taking him off what he had to do he had to bring in one of our more, a ball playing centre midfielder really in, in Conor Hurahan when yeah. Conor came on it Get some wonderful passes, crosses into the box, fantastic. But our possession, we saw just maybe the small weakness that he has in terms of mobility over the ground, that kind of defensive noose that I'm talking about. You can't blame Stephen Valley. He was limited in terms of the options, really, that he had on the bench. So, you know, I couldn't be overly critical in that. On Ben, I'd say, yeah, but maybe that's his maybe that's his mindset, Stephen. He thinks, no. Open uh, family for me and Parrot, I've made my decision. These are the two. And I want to keep him on the pitch for as long as possible. Now, we're, I'm thinking slightly different, thinking, I'm not quite sure about that front. I'd love to see Ogbené. I think potentially it's Ogbené and somebody else. But that's that's how I'm thinking. Stephen, if Stephen's thinking slightly different in terms of, no, I'm hanging my hat on these two up front. So I want to get them together and get as much time on the pitch, develop that relationship. Yeah. Well, that makes that makes sense. You know what I mean? I uh, I'm not saying, by the way, I'm not leading the pitchforks here saying, oh, we've got an issue in this department of Stephen's management. But it's funny because we spend so much of the two years talking about the big picture and is Stephen the right man and are we... Yeah. We never actually talk about some of those particulars. Well, I think was, you're right. It was I, interesting yeah, when it Gary, fact Gary Breen made that point on Well, you'd have to Saturday. tell me specifics. You'd have to tell me, well, remember that game, 80 minutes in, he made that. I, what was he thinking and, and to be now fair, we can talk about it? I don't I, think I, I don't, I don't, I don't have yeah. the charge sheet here. It's yeah. never something which occurred to me before this weekend, so maybe yeah. it's not an issue, but it was I think it's it, not I think it is a fact. There is a big talk about uh, uh, Gary Southgate for the past uh, couple of years as well, but it's kind of like a little bit of a niche 
argument almost. I think it is a fact. I think it is important. Those decisions are absolutely massive. You're right in terms of the manager having a good eye for the game, getting a sense of what's required at any given moment, particularly those coming towards the end of your last 10, 15 minutes where you're defending or kind of chasing the game. Those kind of tactical changes which are made, are, okay. I think, are, are, are very significant, are, are massive. But that's not my focus at the moment. That's for me, fine. that's a little bit for, further I, down the road. I was just asking in case you did have a strong opinion one way or the other. But if you don't have a feel for no. it, that's totally fine. Don't be getting mad at me. <laughs> you know I love you. <laughs> uh, what about Bazunu and the goals? Should he should he have done better for any of them in your I'm opinion? I'm sure you'd ask him, yeah. And I'd be I'd be glad to hear that because I think he's he strikes him as a lad with very high uh, standards, almost as if he expects to save everything. Yeah. Uh, that's thrown at him you could make an argument that force could he got a stronger hand to have maybe pushed it around the post maybe so I think it's very different that ball bounces in front of you as a goalkeeper to immediately assess how quickly it's going to come off the turf you've got to be too you got to be careful you don't get too clever with it miss it totally and ends up in the, in the back of your net so now I wouldn't be overly um, uh, critical of that hit the post came back and you know it's a good finish then to be fair yeah it's yeah. a great finish I thought uh, after that second goal as well for me you know he shaped it well good slightly underneath him. I'm, I'm not again I wouldn't be overly okay. critical look at the bigger picture there am I overly concerned about Gavin Bazzino going forward absolutely not No, a top class goalkeeper they've got top class number him and, two him and Keller do you have a yeah, feel yeah, act- do you have a feel for who's going to come out on top in that decade oh, long I think that could go either way I think that could go either way it could be like one injury which keeps it, uh, one of them out the other one comes in and does well and, and stays in the team it yeah. could li- literally literally be that yeah, that's just the way it's going to work uh, going to work for them even Keller must be not like devastated like you know what I mean but in terms of the level that he's operating at like the, the, ability, the qualities that he has he's having, he's having to play second fiddle isn't he to Gavin over the last period of time that's just the way it is he's got to suck it up keep doing what he's doing mm. and his opportunity will present itself not necessarily because there's going to be a massive drop off in Gavin Bazuna but just more or less I think what I'm talking about in terms of maybe injury takes Gavin out he steps in yeah. and maybe Gavin's going to have to be patient now for the next year and a half after that but what, great for us yes for sure what was your sense in the stadium by the way if it had stayed 2-2 well, would, it wouldn't have been booze, I don't think. <laughs> Grumbles would have been. Oh, if if button, if button. Come on. What if we had, tell you, you what, what if they had got a third goal of fourth and we would have lost five? We're going to start well, talking about whether we'd have lost the game five two. Booze then. Let's go. Booze then. If we'd why, lost the game, booze. Why in a hypothetical situation that never happened? There's plenty more to be talking about, Joe. Rather than no, 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 we no, must no, be no. struggling for a conversation. Well, look at him dealing with. <laughs> No, I got a bit of it. I think it's still there out there, even in terms of the attendance last night. I heard 45,000 and I thought, oof, this could be a struggle. You know, off the back of the facts, it was a nothing game to lay. I know they could have won, they could have won. There's a bit of jeopardy there. If we lose, yeah. we go. But for me, it was never, you know, it was, that was never realistic. It was never going to, uh, it was never going to happen. So, but uh, fair play to the, the crowd. How they came out in big numbers. It wasn't Seriously. far off. You said 41,000. They got 41 because Dan McDonald was in here on, on Monday and he was saying, Jim, I'm not sure about Stephen making a big play of the fact we 44,000 because we'll do well yeah, to get, yeah. we, we might get 30. Yeah. So to get 41 was so That's, a, li- that's a little bit of an indicator in terms of, I know you get a bit of a sense of us walking, walking through town again uh, to the game. Yeah. Last night, you just get a bit of a sense of it around the place, the pubs, and you know people are still up. They're kind of invested. They're, they're behind it where we, where well, for, we are, for, which is for my part. I'll answer the hypothetical. But we all are, aren't I, we? I, I don't think even a two-two. I don't think there would have been booing. I think the stadium is so behind them, so behind them. I don't think there, there might have been a bit of a grumble, but yeah, I, I think so. I think I yeah, no pressure. I think you're probably right. I think it's bigger picture. I think everybody accepts. Looks, uh, Stephen and the managers are going to be in place for the next, uh, for the qualifiers next next March which takes us up to is it October November when they actually uh, finish I can never short of the schedule November and then play, playoffs yeah, it's going to be quite, yeah, going to be quite condensed well, March November that's yeah, it yeah pretty much like yeah so I think everybody accepts like he's going to be in, he's, he's, got, he's going to be in place for those games in my view uh, rightly so so to largest thing let's get behind now when I say get behind them that doesn't mean suddenly we have to be like, oh, we've got to agree with everything the manager says. And if we're a little bit unsure or we're not allowed to voice an opinion or anything like that. So you've referenced Damien and maybe Brian yeah. and one or two others and Gary Bird. That's absolutely fine. That's all good for me. As long as it comes from the right place, which I think it is. Because I, th- I think we're all invested in it. We all want Ireland to, to do well. We all want Ireland to be successful and qualify for, for championships. And yeah. I know those people that you're talking about. And I know that's the case. We're, we're all rowing in the same uh, direction. So people who uh, voice, you know, an opinion and maybe a little bit critical. I, that's That's... 
that's par, 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 par for the course as long as it's coming from a good place and, and, and by and large I, I think it is so I've no problem with that and I'm the same I suppose I suppose I have been a little bit some tone I think maybe sometimes can play a part Joe Kenny you saw Damon there like very you know whoosh you know all in like you know what I mean um, if you just ratchet it down a little bit in terms of the tone and maybe some of your language you make the same point but it doesn't it's, seem it's funny. A, as critical do you <laughs> some, know what I mean someone said to me on, on of the comments he made on Saturday after the Scotland game they said I read the quotes and they seem very fair yeah. But it's, it's, it can just no, I agree. Said, be tough. No, I agree, absolutely. He makes a point about the 10 minutes you can't... Yeah, absolutely, it's part of the game. You have to recognise that. And But for me, I th- that 10 minutes, say the two goals we gave away, we've kind of dissected them yeah. a little bit, the two goals. So for me, that's very easily rectified. They're not and trends. So, yeah, this, the small detail that I'm, that I'm talking about, that's that's kind of almost like in the kind of individual qualities that I'm that I'm talking about. So, but you know, so that you can you can better that very easy. So that doesn't worry me too much. The the, the Connor Horan sideways pass. When's that going to happen? Connor's probably never going to play another pass like that again. So I, I you know that doesn't like get me too down and too yeah. uh, too depressed. Like you know what I mean? That can be that can be quickly rectified. So so yeah, there's a little bit. Of, there's always a bit of optimism there with me, and the optimism comes from the fact that there's more to come. This isn't. This isn't perfect. What we're watching at the moment, mm. but from what I'm saying, if we, but that's easily said. But you got to tap into it. You got to recognise the areas of the pitch where you can uh, do better, and Im- implement it and improve upon it. And if we're doing that, then I can see the improvement coming in progression. And by the time those games comes next March, we're going to be in a far better situation. What I'd be a little bit worried about was maybe if, if the management staff were stood in front of the players after that game last night, saying, "Lads." Apart from that 10 minutes, those couple of mistakes, that's perfect. That's what we're after. I can't ask for any more. How you played, your decision-making, how you passed the ball, yeah. decisions which you made was absolutely... Now, that'd be a worry for me because I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying a lot of the time the decision-making in possession yes. wasn't so what I would have wanted to see. So that, that'd be the worry. You're hoping that when he talks about an exceptional performance, that's just for the media and you're hoping in the Yeah, I think so. I, I, do, you, I, yeah. Do, you, do you suspect he is or do you think he thinks actually that was exceptional? Well, that's the that's 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 the thing for me. That'd be a little bit of a worry, but I, I I've never been in that position. I've never managed certainly not at, at that level. But I think the general principles are the same, no matter wh- who you're managing or coaching. When you go in front of the camera, you have to be aware of the fact the impact what your words are going to have. First yeah. and foremost, the dressing room, Joe, not the uh, the journals in front of you, not the the public at home. To a certain extent. It's the players in the dressing room. So it's important, a little bit positive, even at times. That doesn't mean you can't be a little bit critical at times, but but again, it's in terms of your language, how you present it out there. I think you can be. So that little bit of over-the-top positivity and backing the players, I can get that a little bit because the dressing room is the most important dynamic. So that's absolutely fine. But privately, I'd like to think of Stephen sitting down with Keith and the rest of the coaching staff over the next couple of weeks and they're dissecting the game, which they will do. Yeah. They'll be looking at that thinking, right, this, this is how we can do better. Mm. Now, we can get that ball forward quicker into our centre, into our centre forwards earlier and that's how we can improve. That's how we can get penetration higher up the page, create more chances, goals, uh, etc. The defensive stuff, I wouldn't have too much of an issue. I know we referenced the second goal, but I wouldn't worry about that. Yeah, so so it's all of that really, isn't it? Stuff we're really not uh, privy, privy to. to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one last very quick one big disappointment last night in Tel Aviv am I right in thinking you, you you would like to have known or you'd be you'd be curious as to know whether Jim Crawford and Stephen Kenny played around with the idea of some of the lads from senior level coming to Tel Aviv for the evening just because the benefit of getting to a major 21s tournament would have been so great we don't know we, yeah we'd we like don't to know, know. Uh, we'll never know yeah flying the wall I'd be amazed if that conversation wasn't had when they they, they Israel dates were announced obviously they coincide with the two senior uh, games but we know the talent that we have that's in the senior squad that's eligible to play half a dozen uh, the, uh, the players probably one or, one or, one or two less uh, mm. last night I think so Israel took three didn't they? Israel took three out of their senior squad a lot of talk obviously about in terms of development of their underage structures and developing players and tournament experience is a big thing as we hear a lot of it but there is value to it uh, to be fair and I was never lucky enough to play yeah, tournament football at that age but I always remember uh, when I played like Robbie Duffers and a few of the lads um, Alan Quinn and stuff who came in who played at the under 17 under 19 played in those kind of Asia, European champs, yeah, yeah, Asia yeah. tournaments and stuff and had kind of yeah. some success and I must admit listening to them 
I always felt oof, not a little bit of envy but in a, a good way the way they used to talk about it their eyes lit up mm. and I think if you ask them now in terms of memories from football and all they've achieved those players in particular Duffers and Robbie I'm talking about yeah. they'll always reference those tournaments not in terms of the memories that I gave them but in terms of uh, development confidence all those type of things and I think that's even multiplied at under 21 level that's elite competition now the squad that went there next summer to play it may not have had four or five of them players that were talking about already they may have progressed and remained with the senior squad but to take a group of players to have the experience of playing that competition would have been invaluable and then we're all agreed on that so the argument is could two or three of those players within the senior squad last night if they'd have been dropped in uh, to Jim for the uh, for that game last night as close as it was the fire margins of that game would it, would it have made it Jason I Michael Oberfeld saw the goal that he scored last night if he'd have been available for that if he'd have played uh, for 45 minutes in that game Jason I his quality breaking out his energy levels in midfield we'll never know yeah. and it's an easy thing to say but I'm not saying it now I, even when, like a month ago I was talking about this will be very uh, interesting and it's, it, was, it couldn't have been an easy decision but it must have been a conversation between Jim and Stephen. Ultimately, they decided no. Jim might have said, look, no, I don't. You're dropping players in. I know you'll need them for the Scotland game, but two days before this, the second leg of the Israel game is too late. I want to I want to stay loyal to the players who've been together for the eight, nine ta- days previously. It might be a little disruption there, players coming in in terms of the atmosphere within. No, let me stick with me original squad. And that might have been it. Conversation over. But there's always that temptation, isn't it? Looking at, I think there was even a situation um, during the qualifying campaign. Some of the points that the 21s dropped, I think it was Bosnia, one of the games they dropped early on. And we had a, like a senior game, I think it was Qatar. Was it Qatar? Or that? Oh, yeah, friendly, game. yeah. And we had like six of the young lads sat in the, in the stand, I think, yeah. that night. So, But it is an interesting one. It's not, a, it's not right or wrong, but we know other European teams. Used to, Israel done it last night. The bigger European teams, France, well, Jeremy, no qualm yeah. about dropping their as, players. As I'm, really, as I'm listening to you, I think it might have been worth doing. You know? Really stress importance on those uh, tournaments, don't they? Now, I understand going into the Scotland game, we win the Scotland game, we beat Armenia. We could come second in the group. Yeah. And, and there's ramifications further down the ro- row so absolutely I could understand that keeping the whole squad intact but once that result had gone against us the Armenia game in terms of importance had really dropped off the nature of the second leg one off from the first game going into <laughs> yeah 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 no, <laughs> even then even a, then I'm, I'm, I'm thinking could yeah. even you know couple of the lads Dublin airport whoosh fly over to tell her it, it, all it needs is a little extra time people touring that little bit of, we had a couple of, I'm going to watch the game I haven't had a chance to look at it 21 game I heard listening to Darren Frell he was in bits one on the radio kind of commentating we can see a lot of chance but we had a few ourselves maybe cut you know just yeah. would that have made a difference those players anyways point of score we're going around the circles we'll never know devastated for the players and that'll hurt that will absolutely hurt and I tell you what that won't heal either in a couple of days or a couple of weeks. Those players are well, going to have to you, carry I mean, that it's, it's your only chance. There is no tomorrow. Uh, father time moves and you're not under 21 anymore. So it's But your, the good thing what I'd say the 21s, Joe, apart from the lads, some of the lads who've uh, stepped up, watched the game in uh, Tala the Force leg, yeah. really encouraged okay. what I've seen there and some of the individual quality uh, good. sprinkled around the pitch as know, well. Do you know what though? It's a funny world because last night the... Malaysian Marvels. I didn't know that was their nickname, but Brian Kerr's team from Malaysia. I didn't know. Malay- you just made that up. I, it was Malaysian the, Monsters. It, it was monsters the, about it. In, Marvels. Marvels. Superheroes. The lean towards the superheroes. No, no, that's, that's the nickname, apparently. I, I hadn't seen it before ever, <laughs> but last night I did. So they had never got their caps. Oh, the, is that right? The previous FAI were busy doing other things, as you know, Kenny. And so the current FAI are trying to uh, catch up on certain business. So they wanted, they had them all at the game last night to give them their caps. 25 years on say it on the pitch they didn't give it to him on the pitch but oh, they just right. nice private event I'd say it was great for the team but what was surprising I was reading Dan McDonald had the stat of that group. Mal- Malaysian Marvel group yeah. only two of them in Duff and Glen Crow and he, he had the two caps only two of them senior Irish football yeah and the Argentinian team who beat them just about 1-0 guess how many of the Argentinian group played senior Argentinian football yeah, I'd imagine maybe 10 to 12 10 yeah you kind of wonder what happened there anyway we're yeah. out of time yeah. <laughs> oh you finished on a right down at edge Joe <laughs> you built it up the lads getting their caps and all feel good and then whoosh they wake up this took morning took us straight back down again uh, thanks so much appreciate it
Yeah, all good. Football Not the Ball brought to you by Sky All, the football you have in one place across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports. Football on Off the Ball. With Sky, it's the North London Derby. Watch Arsenal versus Spurs this Saturday. Live only on BT Sport.